When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. We're your goddamn hosts. Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking forget it. How's it going, man, since we recorded last about 15 minutes ago? I'm done living a lie. We record these sometimes <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I had, a whole, I had a whole anecdote cooked up about where I've been for the past few months <laughs> and everything. I was going to tell you about my, my trip to South America and my run-in with the local militias, but... You know, it was good. I just kind of pet winter a little bit, <laughs> hit the Brita filter, you know. It is great. We record these so far in advance. Like, at some point, one of us could just be dead by the time this goes up. That would be great. That'd yeah. be like, like yeah. I always think about like the posthumous like <laughs> podcast. I'm going to go on a few times. You're just like, well, here's his last creative act. I should start recording a bunch of podcasts that I just never have released so I can have a vault oh, built yeah. up when I die. Like, I want an actual vault like Prince had. Oh, totally, yeah. So it, I, you, you want, like, you know, Chet Wilde and Vanessa Gritton to be suing each other over access <laughs> to who, who gets the, uh, the rights to the ATB secret files. 100%. No, yeah, I do worry about that sometimes where I'm just, like, making some joke, and then it's just like, well, that's the week that uh, it turns out a bunch of the Korean families sued because of the biological weapons used in the 50s, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, man, I really wish I hadn't made all those SARS puns. <laughs> So this is the last episode of Mind Control Month. Wow, that was loud. It's Mind Control Month. I mean, no, we got yeah. to do, do it up big, dude. <laughs> and that was everyone's trigger. You know what to do. Yep. You just heard the air horn. Uh, thank you. That's our episode. A very that's, experimental episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, you heard the air horn. The show. And uh, we have, uh, at this point, tricked you into subscribing on Patreon. <laughs> so uh, all the subliminal cues should be there. Yeah. We've planted a few in some other Unpops Network shows just to get you guys fully acclimated to our <laughs> demands. And, and if it didn't work, that's your fault. Uh, yeah. You have a weak mind, everybody. Yeah, you're too dumb to be programmed. How yeah. does it feel? <laughs> We're talking about HARP today. How much, how much do you know about HARP, or did you know before this? I hadn't heard of it. It looks, It's one of those like kind of like friendly-looking acronyms. That, like, this is probably someone about trying to get like teachers like more money for supplies, you know? Yeah, it, it's one of those things. It I had heard of it before, and it's one of those things that when you see it, it's like, well, yeah, that's got to be for something weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what. Because it, it's just, uh, like if you see it, it's just a bunch of satellites all in this really tight group in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like a, a, I don't know, it shoots rays into the, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll discuss it. But but what people 
claim it actually is is a weather control device that the United States can use to change the weather, cause earthquakes, do all sorts of crazy things, jam communications satellites, and also maybe it's just a big death ray that shoots things out of the sky. Yeah, so uh, any, any one of those great options. And the thing is, this is one of the first conspiracies that we've covered where I'm like, I hope this is true, because I, I kind of want the U.S. to have a weapon like this. It makes me feel better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would nothing would make me happier than finding out that we had like a functional Star Wars type thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, we'll just blow. I'm sure there'll be some EMP radiation and stuff. But I mean, yeah, we can we can zap nuclear bombs out of the sky with our death laser. That'd be great. Yeah. There's a, one of one of the scariest fucking Trump quotes was uh, was some general talking to him and he's like, I think he actually thinks these missile defense things are real. You know, <laughs> I I think he yeah. thinks these things work. And he's like, I he's got to know they're not that we we haven't really tried them. You know, you're trying to hit a bullet with a bullet here. Yeah, they they fail pretty regularly. We just tested one in Hawaii. That oh yeah, failed. Yeah yeah. And it's yeah, it's not as that all. It always killed me that we laughed it up so much at. The idea of building satellites that will shoot missiles that have to travel through space to get to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the sky when they're in space. Like, why not look into that? That seems like a great... If we're throwing money at stupid military shit, that should be up near the top of the list, I'd yeah. say. So, if HARP's real, I'm glad the United States has it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, this is the official explanation from the HARP website. The high. So funny that they have a website. Yeah. You know, like it's mkultra.gov. <laughs> and it it comes up it'll come up later, but there there is some weirdness with the website and some of the wording that's been changed on it mm-hmm. in a recent Harp years. has a Patreon. Let's get them. <laughs> uh so this is from the Harp website. I got a shout out on the death ray, so I guess my name is inscribed on some <laughs> kind of plaque up there. The high frequency active auroral research program, Harp is the world's most capable high-power, high-frequency transmitter for study of the ionosphere. The principal instrument is the ionospheric research instrument, a phased array of 180 high-frequency cross-dipole antennas, don't cross-dipole kind, yeah. <laughs> uh, spread across 33 acres and capable of radiating 3.6 megawatts into the upper atmosphere and ionosphere, God, I can't believe anyone's still listening to this. Yeah. Transmit frequencies are selectable in the range of 2.7 to 10 megahertz. And since the antennas form a sophisticated phased array, the transmitted beam can take many shapes, can be scanned over a wide angular range, and multiple beams can be formed. If you want to just tune out and come back in on Courtney Love Month, <laughs> nobody would blame you. The facility uses 30 transmitter shelters, each with six pairs of 10 kilowatt transmitters, to achieve the 3.6 megawatt transmit power. Well, that was boring. Yeah, so it seems like they've got a bunch of electric laser beams that they can use to shoot at the sky to see how that makes the sky do things. Yeah. That's the, that's they, what I took away from it. They're using it to study the sky or the ionosphere. The ionosphere, yeah, which is like... Which I have, I think, is right before the exosphere. I yeah, believe. and I think it's all made up of plasma, which is not a substance naturally found on Earth. Yeah, it's it's isn't it kind of created by the uh, the magnetism within the uh, the iron of Earth's core? Uh, yeah, I think isn't that part of it? 
Yeah, because this is a... They also use harp to explore underground for oil and things like that without drilling. So probably, okay. it, I'm, I'm sure it does have something to do with underground. Kind of like when they go every six years, they do a History Channel thing where they look for Jimmy Hoffa underneath the 50 yard line <laughs> or whatever. And they get that guy with a laser who's like, yeah, there's nothing here. And they're like, but he might still be there. <laughs> Pawn Stars coming next. I hate that. I wa- I'm such a fucking sucker for those shows. Yeah. Those, oh, we're exploring underground because they never find shit. Oh, it's one of these things where it's like, I forget who, there's a comic that's a bit about those Ghost Hunter shows where he's like, if they found ghosts, you would have heard about it. They wouldn't have waited until the season premiere <laughs> of Ghost Hunters. They would have been like, irrefutable proof that death is not the end. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at this now. This is groundbreaking science. Yeah. Caitlin Cut has a theory that even if ghosts are real, they're not going to present themselves to like one of these ghost hunting douchebags. Oh, let yeah, that yeah. person be the one to get all the glory for breaking the news. If I'm going to break the news about the other side, a guy with cargo shorts loaded up <laughs> with camera batteries, you know, with a Mountain Dew in his back pocket is not getting the scoop. No. Or like when they went in the King, King Tut's tomb, not King Tut, in that pyramid where they're like, all right, we're going to go and we, we got this thing going up the tunnel and we're going to break into the other wall. And then they get in there and like, oh, yep, yeah, no, turns out it's we got to go even further, but we're not ready to do that. <laughs> so look for another live special in 30 years when we get you know clearance from the Egyptian government to go fuck up their monuments. Yeah, I'm, I'm old enough to have watched Geraldo breaking into Al Capone's vault live. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. I haven't actually watched it. It was a bunch of fucking nothing. There were like a couple beer bottles in there. And it was like, awesome. It was like, yeah, you just knocked the wall out of a basement in a bar. Of course, you found old timey beer bottles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was nothing. It was. The best Gerardo thing of all time is him ripping the original Woodstock ticket. He's holding it up, and it's got, like, the perforated edge along the ticket stub. And he's like, so this is actually from... And he's like, oh. And, like, it rips. And then you see, like, as as his hands move apart, you see his, like, fucking expression of horror behind the ticket. And he's just like, how much was this worth? And this guy's like, there's literally not even a number, dude. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those are always great. Oh, dude, Anytime like, an interviewer I, ruins the oh, thing yeah. they're interviewing someone And I feel about. like Geraldo doesn't have... There's there's good broadcasters that have the juice. When something goes wrong, there's a technical difficulty. There's people you watch and you be like, you rolled with it, you did a good job. I feel yeah. like he's not one of them. I feel like he's not no. like, who, who knows what secrets these bottles hold? I think he was like, uh, so... Th- Beer? We got beer. <laughs> uh, oh, I could use a beer. Uh, this is a lot of papers. I mean, who knows? The, the secrets in these papers. And then it's like, mm. I remember watching, like, the buildup to that was so, they were like, what are we going to find money? Is there going to be a fortune in there? It's dead hooker with skull thrown. Like, I want to say it was like 85 or 86. So I was like eight or nine. Oh, and that's fucking, that's and so that exciting. Yeah. Wheelhouse. I was like, yes. And I watched that shit live and was like, fuck you, Geraldo. Yeah. I could have been watching Golden Girls. <laughs> Not on Conspiracy the Show. If we got a big <laughs> scoop, you'll know. We're going we're going to the mainstream media to get the word out before you. So now let's go through the conspiracy theory version of Harp, which honestly, way more satisfying but not any shorter or less wordy. Yeah. Uh, the conspiracy theory version. Again, if you guys if you are a conspiracy theory person and you need a humor to real person liaison, <laughs> I will do punch up, you know? 
That's what I did at Cracked. Oh, yeah, I, seriously. I basically took really high-level news stories and presented them for people reading Cracked. Yeah. Well, it, I it, will do that for <laughs> your conspiracy theories. Absolutely. And it's a thing of, like, like Star Trek, you watch it, and it's, like, a lot of techno babble, and you kind of get it. And then it's like that Futurama jug. They just make a simple analogy, like, oh, like, putting too much air in a balloon, you know, like Fry says. And it's right. Like, you kind of need to do that. Because yeah. a lot of times these people will be like, we want to be taken seriously. And we want to present this information with with all due respect to the science behind it and all the research that our team has done, working hard over the. And it's like, yeah, but you kind of got to be like, it's like they fucked your dad, and he, your dad was actually a clown. You know, you kind of have to have some of that, or else people are going to tune it out. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem with the heart conspiracy is there is not a lot of that. No, there's not. I mean, like if Hillary Clinton had me writing roast jokes for, you know, I, I really think we, we would be in a lot better shape as a country right now. <laughs> My services are available, you guys. I don't know how many times I have to That's tell you. That's all we're saying. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, with Harp, there's a lot of information out there, but it's all very high level and complex. So when someone's explaining it, you're just kind of like, all right, fine. They're causing earthquakes. Yeah. Earthquakes were going to happen anyway. <laughs> so this is the conspiracy theory version. HARP is 180 high-frequency antennas, 72 feet tall, and has the capability of actually focusing its own beam. Also, in contrast to other heaters, which tend to just produce a standard beam of a generally uniform nature, HARP can squeeze it into a tiny area and thus transform what is a 3.6 megawatt beam into a billion-watt beam. That part uh, becomes important later. Yeah. HARP is stationed in Gakona, Alaska, overseen by the U.S. Air Force and Navy, DARPA, and the Geophysical Institute of the University of Alaska. Actually, it's now just the University of Alaska, but we'll get to that also. These bases are used to aim concentrated ELF, extremely low-frequency waves. To make some kind of a cookie laser. <laughs> into the ionosphere to control weather, trigger earthquakes, disrupt communications, and exert mind control over the population it's also used for tomography to search for underground mineral <laughs> deposits and for destroying satellites yeah i like how they lump those last two things together in one sentence yeah like, like oh, oh also, the, blah, also blah, blah, and destroy satellites well i i know satellites sometimes have to be kind of taken out because that you know, at a certain point they they run their course and the, the, i think they usually just crash them into the atmosphere over the ocean or something and they burn up and it's no big right. deal but i mean i think I, I think there's been cases where they've had to kind of like blow them up or kind of make it make that a little bit easier so that might be like a legitimate thing it, it makes sense that we would want something to do that yeah the, the things here that don't quite make sense to me is like mind control and earthquakes it's like maybe if you affect the, the, the composition of the ionosphere it affects the level of radiation we're exposed to and maybe you've studied the human brain to a point that you know this makes us react in a certain way but it's like are you then not mind controlling yourself it's kind of like farting in an right. elevator you know <laughs> it's like oh, okay we all have the same atmosphere we have the same atmosphere as australia does you know yeah and uh, yeah, oh, I got you guys. Like, <laughs> oh, that's right, the deviled eggs. Yeah, yeah. And then they, earthquakes. How do you fucking get? How do you turn sky electricity into an earthquake? I. That's a stupid question, but I don't get it. Yeah, there's. I. We're gonna watch a couple. We're gonna go through a bunch of videos in this episode. But there's two at the end that were uh, video evidence of harp actually being used, and they're both really easy to explain. But there's a third one that I didn't include, mostly because of the music. And it just looked like a tornado coming down from the sky. Yeah. And they were like, Syria's been having magnitude three earthquakes for a few weeks now. 
And it's like, so is Oklahoma and anywhere else where there's a shit ton of oil. Yeah, like, yeah. It could just be that. It could be that. So what's interesting is Canada is all fucking over this story. The CBC, which is, that's like the BBC for yeah. Canada. Like, it's their legitimate news outlet. Did an actual documentary about Harp, and it's not a... There's also a documentary I didn't have time to watch narrated by Martin Sheen, which is also like an anti-harp documentary. Yeah. But the CBC... He's like right at that level of relevance where it's like, yeah, we get Martin Sheen, you know? And like it does. He's getting old and crazy enough to be like, yeah, they're using lasers. It does lend an air of believability to it for me. Oh, yeah. To know that Martin Sheen put his name on it. Yeah. But then also you have to keep in mind that's Charlie Sheen's dad. Yeah. He made Charlie Sheen. And it's like, he's not, he's never come across as particularly unglued to me. Right. But it could just be that... That stuff he is just more dormant in him. You unglued know? before the internet age. Yeah. When everyone was and we just didn't so hear So dumb about I am. I watched Apocalypse Now for like English class or something and I was like, Charlie Sheen's actually a pretty good actor. <laughs> I did not realize it was a different dude. I was like, man, this guy... I mean, back in the day, he had it. What's he? He's in. Isn't he in Platoon though? I think he's in Platoon. Charlie really Sheen. Platoon. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Platoon. He was a fine actor back in the day. Dude, I just, I fucking I had a guy one time be like, just explain to me that his favorite comedian is Charlie Sheen. Oh, not not Charlie Sheen, the kid from Two and a Half Men. And he's like, yeah, that kid, that kid is such a great comedian. He's probably my favorite comedian. I was like, this is like telling. A what? lawyer that your favorite lawyer is Count Chocula. <laughs> like this is not these are different things. Yeah, that's maddening. That's yeah. your favorite comedian? It was quite a lot, yeah. Wow. So yeah, let's talk about Canada in the CBC documentary. This is a quote from that documentary, which we're gonna go through some clips from it. It's actually it's really short if anyone wants to go out and watch it. It's like they remove all the commercials, so it's like fifteen minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> uh this is a the quote that ends that documentary. It isn't just conspiracy theorists who are concerned about HARP. The European Union called the project a global concern and passed a resolution calling for more information on its health and environmental risks. Despite those concerns, officials at HARP insist the project is nothing more sinister than a radio science research facility. That still sounds kind of sinister. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what radio science research is. I mean, the radio, like any kind of invisible wave, I'm like, okay, well, you're not fucking feeding kids with that. <laughs> you're not trying to beam a turkey sandwich into an African boy's tummy. Like, this is, there's something, you're doing something. Yeah. And the, the subject of this documentary is Jean Manning. She's a journalist. She was looking into alternative energy sources when she stumbled upon the works of Nikola Tesla. Pretty cool guy. If you've ever looked into the shit he did. Yeah. So I think someone said that like Nikola Tesla is kind of like Chuck Norris for nerds where they're just like, did you know Nikola Tesla yeah. made a death ray that he he wrote that the plans were so hard to understand if you weren't a genius like him who fucked pigeons that you could never know <laughs> the secrets of he had like an earthquake machine, people said that you could yeah. do a bridge and make it fucking and destroy all this shit. It, yeah. And it all kind of ties into this sort of. Um, yeah, the thing I always heard about Tesla is that he was working on a plan that would have basically given the world free energy. Yeah. And that when they found out he was planning to just give it away for free, 
they cut the funding for it. Yeah. I forget who it was like a really big name that was investing in it. And mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was. And then they're just like, ooh, this kind of fucks up our whole power structure here. Yeah. You know, there are people who say obelisks are a means of tapping into the energy in the world and obelisks like, like like the washington monuments? monument is okay. an obelisk like that particular yeah. shape interesting yeah yeah it's kind of like how i feel about nuclear power which i think is like probably our best option as oh, of I, right now publicly agree, available yeah. in terms of like providing like cheap and you know efficient power to the world uh but there's just like such a smear campaign ran against it yeah i wonder <laughs> what that's all about you know and it's one of these things where i'm like I get that people. I get that the name is prohibitive to people accepting it, and I get that there has been problems at like places like Chernobyl or that uh, that reactor that was on right. like an earthquake fault line, which just don't build a reactor there. It's part right. of it, you know, in Japan that like leaked all that to Fukushima, right, into the ocean. But it's like, are they just doing this so that we have to keep you know like paying Edison X number of dollars a month? You know, like is this yeah. just like a shell company? Well, if you look into three, are they just trying to keep us down here? <laughs> if you look into Three Mile Island, which was, which is currently. I would argue, and don't at me on Twitter, uh, the best flavor of wing sauce at Hooters <laughs> is definitely Three Mile Island. <laughs> is that really a name of they one? They have Three Mile Island, and they also have 911. That's But a awesome. really fun thing to do is go in and order 911, but just keep calling them 911 wings <laughs> and see if by the time your waitress reads your order back to you, if she says 911 wings. That, Me, Josh, Denny, and Jeff May did that at a Hooters in Hollywood, and it worked. That's fucking great. So I, that was that, that's, uh, that's, three of the traditional with the 911 sauce. <laughs> yes! Dude, we that, did it! That fucking rules. That's great. That's like Steve Red is easy losing the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial after his 911 yeah. stuff came out, you know? <laughs> yeah, get, Hooters should have picked him up. Can I get the Steve Red is Easy's Kids Memorial College <laughs> Fund uh, wing sauce flavor, please? Love you, Steve. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Three Mile Island, it, it's a Hooters wing sauce. But also, that was the big nuclear meltdown that happened. Can I get those uh, radioactive boar potato <laughs> skins? You know, That was the nuclear reactor meltdown that happened here in the United States. And yeah. there's, like, uh, this movie, The China Syndrome, had just come out. And then this nuclear meltdown happens, which nothing suspicious about. Sometimes I look back on things, and I'm like, man, the government was hard at hiding this stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like they just made that movie and then caused that reactor to go, no, oh, we got to stick with the energy we have now. Yeah. It's one of these things where it's like, really, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and observing the report yeah. in the same month. You know? <laughs> but yeah, they, they do do stuff like like the Manchurian candidate shit with all this stuff happening. It's kind of just like yeah. people are like, well, yeah, let's make the. And it's like, I feel even the same way about like apocalypse movies where I think people are just like, Oh, yeah, no, the apocalypse will be fun. It'll be me and my high school buddies in a van fighting zombies. We're like, no, it's going to be you getting the flu from radiation and just eating, like, cans of dog food until right. you die. You until know? someone murders you for your cans of dog food. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I'll be real flippant about the whole you know, thermonuclear <laughs> tension in, in the political winds. Because, yeah, yeah it'll be like Mad Max. I'm going to get a big truck with spikes <laughs> all over it and fight a bunch of white dudes in the desert. Flames don't come out of my guitar now. No. <laughs> Exactly. Need the apocalypse for that? I'd, I'd love some elastic jamming <laughs> environments. But yeah, Three Mile Island, I don't think anyone died. I don't know if there were even that many injuries. And the amount of radiation that went out into the air was very negligible. Yeah. 
And we still cite it as like this big nuclear tragedy and as one of the reasons we can't have nuclear power. Meanwhile, there there have been the 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 titty reactors oh, yeah. in San Onofre have been there forever. And I don't remember those fucking melting down. And it's also a problem of like we haven't built any new nuclear power plants in like thirty years. It's like a long ass time. Yeah. Because people are so resistant to the idea. And it's like for the logo, like this is like as close as you're gonna get to free energy. Is, right. You know, just like these rods get really hot because that's what they're made out of and let's fucking I don't know. Let's just say the whole state of Wyoming. Sorry, guys, you got to move. That's just nuclear fucking uh, meltdown town <laughs> where we just we just go bury him in a big lead case and you know we we get a dude in an ET suit to drop him in there and then like <laughs> yeah, let's just all enjoy our our cheap convenient electricity from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a thing that's been around for such a long time and it hasn't like it hasn't wrecked the environment or the no. world. Like there's plenty of countries that still use it, but there's such a stigma against it that. Yeah. And there's it's impossible to think that's not just because we're so beholden to oil companies. Yeah, and it's like I I mean people are stupid, but I mean I guess I mean I guess I I have had a, a million conversations with people about this. Will it be like, "Well, yeah, but what about and we can't be putting and it's just like uh this is sort of like a, you know, like a give and take here. It's like is that is is one, you know, the 10 square mile plot that's irradiated? worse than burning a shitload of coal to get our electricity like, right what, what what's the call you want to make what are, what are these alternatives you know even these solar panels that cr- create as much you know carbon dioxide in as they're going to save by producing this energy from the sun like it's there's a trade-off with everything here and this seems pretty good to me yeah this makes steam and radiation and we can go put radiation somewhere and steam is fucking water vapor so right. it's like, what do you want and even stuff like ddt which we now th- like people use it as a joke like oh trump would bring back ddt ddt basically wiped out malaria in the countries where it was used yeah but it also killed uh falcons and we stopped using it because there was science that said it was endangering falcons the, uh, the stephen king lobby really worked yeah. <laughs> and for one that science turned out to be false mm-hmm. like it, it was just these falcons are committing science. suicide you know <laughs> they've been all hopped up on lsd and then as soon as we stopped spraying it malaria went way back up yeah it like it's it, it's just it's like crazy the, like how a bad, public scare can get out of hand the bad press that some things get is just kind of tragic because it's like no this is imperfect like certainly three mile island fukushima all these places you know chernobyl it's like yeah we didn't do it the right way but it's like we were on to something you know yeah i and and with to bring it back to harp i feel like this is one of those things where it's almost like a public scare thing because it's so public and out there and people can see it and they're like what are you doing with that but even the bad stuff that i hear that we use it for i'm like eh, yeah it's all right like i'd rather us be using it than russia or yeah. something like that. I mean, again, that is kind of the luxury of uh, being on the winning team. You're like, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, I'm a Pats fan, and we sure did, you know, buy the whole whole roster. But, I mean, hey, those Super Bowl victories are a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the same kind of shit. So, uh, back we were to t- Tesla. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about Tesla. 25 minutes ago. She went to Gene Manning, the, the journalist they talked to in this documentary, goes to a Tesla conference and she meets a guy who she refers to as Mr. X. <laughs> and he eventually sends her a bunch of files about the Eastland patent. And basically... So this would allow you to fit a monkey inside of the trunk? <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm hearing? In 1988, the government provided a patent to a Texan named Bernard Eastland 
for an invention that, quote, could change the weather. This is a quote. Dr. Eastland says the invention could be used to disrupt communications all over the world and destroy or deflect a missile attack. And this is Gene Manning talking about that. Yeah. Bernard Eastland patent. About a month ago, the U.S. Or actually, this is NPR. granted a patent to a Houston-based scientist, Dr. Bernard Eastland, for an invention which, Dr. Eastland says, could be used to change the weather. Dr. Eastland says the invention could also be used to disrupt communications all over the world and might be used to destroy or deflect a missile attack. The Eastland patents had the ring of the mad scientist aspect of Tesla. So that's an actual patent. That the yeah, the Eastland patent is a real thing. You can go out and look it up. And sure enough, it is for a device that, with the right, uh, it's a device that works like harp, and with the right power being beamed up into the sky. In theory, you could use it to control the weather. Yeah, and that is actually. That becomes the sticking point in this is, is HARP actually based on the Eastland patent or not? Yeah. Because if it is, that is pretty much a space laser in in Alaska. Yeah. And if it's not, then it's probably just some weather shit. Yeah. Uh, So she gets another call from Mr. X after she goes to this conference and he tells her, the maniacs are actually going to do it up in Alaska. And that's him referring to Harp actually building this crazy Eastland patent, patent device. device. And this is Bernard Eastland on NPR in 1988. The uh, basic concept is to build a very large antenna, then to utilize a large amount of uh, power and uh, to beam those radio waves up into the upper atmosphere. Have you approached the Pentagon with this invention? Yes, and what I'm not at liberty to tell you is the details of what that interaction has been. The word spread mm-hmm. through the <laughs> So that's creepy. I mean, it... Homeboy signed an NDA. You know, they didn't talk yeah. about nothing. It's not like he said, yeah, I reached out and they weren't interested. Yeah. He said, I reached out, and I can't tell you what we talked about. Yeah. So that that's almost always basically saying, yeah, yeah, I, I reached out to them, and uh, well, it's, a, it's fr- everything you think. <laughs> it's frustrating when people are like, well, sounds like a dead end, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here, gang. And so that was Bernard Eastland, and this thing is in or near Eagle River, Alaska. That's where a lot of the people who first started complaining about this are. Among them, Dr. Nick Begich who is one of the preeminent harp conspiracy theorists. There are tons of videos with this guy out there. Yeah. If you want to go watch them, they are. He's the Tom DeLonge of harp. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I watched one that we'll talk about very briefly at the end that, uh, about halfway through, I realized found out was an Infowars <laughs> joint. That's always the worst. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. And you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and he basically says, what you have with Harp is basically a universal hammer for geophysical warfare. I just because I thought it'd be great if every InfraWars production had Alex Jones talking underneath it like Puffy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You can meet with our friends. We can do this every weekend. That would be fantastic. We can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should have that on this podcast. I'll send you the file after we're done if you can just. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll do. I'll do. I'll do. Go uh, in and do a little punch ad lib track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's all good. <laughs> if you don't know now, you know. Liberals <laughs> <laughs> had a had a fly by the seat of my pants on that one. <laughs> so he basically calls this a prototype for ground based for a ground based Star Wars weapon system. Which again, I was never all that opposed to Star Wars. So no, I I would love it. I yeah. we were talking about this. I would love it if that's the role of this thing to shoot fucking missiles out of the sky. Just tell me. Great, I'm into it. I would. I, yeah, I'm I mean, into it. I mean, I mean, yeah. Then we got to worry about people smuggling in, shipping containers and stuff. But it's like at least the ones that you just you throw up in the sky and aim at Pittsburgh are like okay. We don't yeah. those. We got something for that. <laughs> I mean. Sure, we're going to be without power for months, and it's going to be devastating for other. But it's like, whew, okay, that's yeah, countless lives. Yeah, way better, way better outcome. So, if nothing we've said so far convinces you that there's at least something strange happening with Harp, get ready to let this weird government official make you think this thing is a space laser. Because throughout this documentary, they're talking to... And nobody but government officials could make space laser talk boring. Right. Well, he... I like how evasive he is. Like, yeah. he's pretty... He's almost admitting that what she's asking him is true by not admitting it. Yeah. Just the way he dodges these questions. So let's go through the first one. I don't remember this guy's name. I hope they... Your wave transmitter. Does it have any military applications? Um, the site itself is strictly a, a scientific research site. Um, perhaps the outcome of some of the science, perhaps some of the results, could be applied in the military to military systems. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's that's a yes without saying yes. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe. I mean, some science can be used by the military. Uh, yeah, he's basically just saying, yeah, we could. And I don't know. I mean, this is a research death laser. We want (laughs) to. I don't know if it comes up later because he says at one point she asks another question and he says, if it was the device based on the Eastland patent, we could do that. Yeah. And the the sticking point becomes the amount of energy it shoots up into the air Mm -hmm. because the Eastland patent calls for something like 100 million kilowatts. And they're saying, well, we're only shooting 3.7. But I mean, it's it's this array of lasers. So the idea being that they can synchronize, that you can synchronize all 180 and make them a more concentrated. It's not a it's not a machine gun. It's just 50 guns that shoot at the same time. Yeah. And so they cut to Jim Roderick, who's another conspiracy theorist profiled in this documentary, uh, lives in a fucking shack in a village in Alaska. This is his quote about Harp. And then I think in here is where that response from the government official comes. The net plans uh, for Harp activities uh, correlate with projections of what can be done in the Eastland patents. It's, it's, it's that simple. So it's not a coincidence? It's not a coincidence. Well, um, I hate to disagree with you, but uh, uh, it's not his patent that we're building. Superficially, yes, um, they send energy up into the ionosphere, but um, the, uh, the Eastland patents require huge, prodigious, in fact, amounts of power, like 100 billion watts. Remember that number, 100 billion watts. Indeed, remember that number. 
because that's that's the government's defining difference between what they built and the Eastland patent, which yeah. is a weather control machine, is what the Eastland patent is. Mm-hmm. They're saying, well, we don't shoot enough energy into the sky to be replicating that. They also interview a woman who works at HARP. Yeah. And she is the proto, like the, when a conspiracy happens, I feel like they need people like this woman because it's very obvious that she just inherently trusts whatever she's told. Yeah. We're like, we showed you this much of the picture and don't worry about the rest of it and just go tell the line. Yeah. And because this, this woman, I mean, just listen to her. The company. There's a lot of people around here that have a really lot of strange ideas and i think many of them a strange are strange hat pretty bizarre michelle angbritson keeps the harp computers she's wearing a dog freezing bed up on her between hat. visits yeah. from the military scientists well, do you know i mean do you understand what they're what they're doing here when well, the scientists the, come in you mean when the scientists come in and shoot the beams up isn't that like when they come <laughs> and shoot the beams up <coughs> yeah i mean isn't that is that not what we're talking about here yeah that's exactly what we want to yeah, know they're, uh, you mean when they use the death laser <laughs> i think that heats a little small space in the ionosphere and then uh, you've got guys that are sitting on computers and you've got uh, people putting up weather poles that measure weather and everything like that i mean there's something spooky going on here there have been claims made by some scientists <laughs> that um this is the government that guy That you could again. heat up the ionosphere and affect local weather. Uh, if you were to do Eastland patents, I have no doubt that's the case. Claims are being made that it could disrupt global communications. Global? That it, yes, no. that, it, that it could <laughs> shut down another country's communication system and enhance no. your own. Pause it here. Not, not harp. Yeah. This guy is like if you told someone to make you a guilty Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make an incriminating puppet. His answers are so amazing. Global? No, 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 not global. I mean, continent-wide, like, perhaps. Like, or... we could do it all around the globe. It just wouldn't shut down the whole globe. Well, yeah, because we'd once. need to text each other LOL after we'd <laughs> fucked up the whole Syrian cell phone network. But, yeah, that was basically his answer was global? Nope. Nope. Fucked up. Global. Not global. Not global. And uh, and yeah, the the thing he said about well, yeah, if it was based on the Eastland patents, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's just a uh, we just made fifty mini Eastland patents and then <laughs> used so, them in unison for for nothing. I mean, that's when she brings up Technical Memorandum One Ninety Five, which is an amazing six hundred page document that allegedly came from a conference about Harp. Now I've read through this thing. Uh, in its entirety, and it's pretty good stuff. It's interesting, it's it's dense, but it's a good read. <laughs> I'd check it out at the beach, maybe. Yeah, available now on Kindle. Get the audiobook version on. If you download this fucking boring-ass thing, it would make your Kindle heavier. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I feel like this, this gained a pound. It basically says within the first page that even though this document exists, it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> like, you're looking at it, but you are to never tell anyone that you've seen it. And somehow Dr. Nick Begich has a copy of this thing. Okay. And the thing... It's of, like the fecal, dem- uh, fecal matter tape. <laughs> exactly, yeah. the fecal matter demo. And the, the thing about heart beams, their beams are 3 million watts, and the Eastland patent calls for 100 million watts. This document basically says the goal of HARP is for those beams to reach 100 million. Okay. So what this government guy is saying is, no, we're not working off the Eastland patent. 
But what this document is saying is we're, t we're working toward the Eastland patent. <laughs> like, yeah. We at least want that to be the thing that this does. Yeah. But they're, they're just not, there's no way to verify if this document is real. Yeah. This like, is just, this is something he claims. And so let's go back to that government creep and hear his response. You must be familiar with technical memorandum 195, which talks about a desired level of 100 Look at his face. billion watts. Which memorandum? Technical Memorandum 195. Oh, I'm not familiar with that number. Well, it's about 600 pages. And it's, it's, I mean, you may not acknowledge it because it's not, it hasn't been published, but it exists. I've seen it. I don't know what Technical Memorandum 195 is. <laughs> He's almost laughing. Yeah, this yeah. is a published doc. <laughs> he oh, is man. almost laughing He's when he like... says he doesn't know what that is. Uh, care to look at this uh, picture you were tagged in? He's like, hmm, who are these sluts? I don't, I don't know them. So Dr. Nick Begich is the one who, because the thing about this maybe being used to impact weather and maybe being used to interfere with communications and satellites, that all seems... Plausible. Plausible. Yeah, like I like okay. I like the, my limited understanding of shooting electricity into the sky is like yeah, that seems like some shit you could do. Yeah, and if you look into like cloud seeding, like there are things we've done yeah. with weather to try and like fix droughts. Okay, silver dioxide up over this yeah. patch. Yeah, give us some rain. And that's you know I could see this being used for that. Yeah, it's Doctor Nick Begich who claims that this is used for. Mind control also. We're going to give everyone in Russia seasonal affective disorder. We're going to take away their three weeks of spring and cast yeah. them into another <laughs> month of darkness. Like a, like a real like uh, fucking Perry the Platypus ass plan. And the only way I can think of that working, though, is just to make it rain all the time. Yeah, and it's just like Seattle seems to be doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a new Russian grunge movement. <laughs> <laughs> but they he there's not... I mean, I'm sure... The evidence for this being a mind control thing is out there, but I don't, I don't really know what it would be. Yeah. But uh, so let's. And again, it seems like my farting in an elevator analogy, where it's like, how would you do this specific? I mean, I, would you would it be confined to a, a large geographical region? To what extent could you pinpoint it? To what extent could you ensure its efficacy yeah. over the people in that region? It all seems kind of tough. Yeah. So let's let's listen to the the government guy one last time. This documentary is only like twelve or thirteen minutes. If it's got that great VHS fucking feel to it. Oh yeah, it's an older one. It's from. Is it just a coincidence that there's been all of this talk and that Harp will be experimenting with with this? Is that all just coincidence? I believe the uh, the ability of ELF to affect the mind is is a. Uh, a side issue for us. It may be real. I can't say. What? A side issue. Like, <laughs> a side we're not as interested in that us. as we are causing droughts upon our enemies. But I mean, I feel like he's just fucking with her at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, yeah, maybe it's real. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? Well, you come in here with your tough questions and your hearings. <laughs> I don't have to say shit. It's been exceedingly difficult to find information on what is supposed to be a major new initiative of the military. All we see is harp. Well, <laughs> then I'm being kept in the dark, if that's the case. The question is, you know, could they, would they? And we believe they can, and we believe they will. 
That was Dr. Nick Begich. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> Weird <laughs> Cardigan. <laughs> and he looks like he's in a mobile home. So Now, one thing that I did find kind of interesting when I was researching this, another Canadian site called globalresearch.ca, which I believe is kind of a conspiracy theory type website. I yeah. make no claims to their validity as a source, but this is a, a kind of a weird thing. So in this article called HARP, Secret Weapon Used for Weather Modification, Electromagnetic Warfare, this is a quote they have on in that article that is supposed to have come from HARP's website. This is the quote. HARP is a scientific endeavor aimed at studying the properties and behavior of the ionosphere with particular emphasis on being able to understand and use it to enhance communications and surveillance systems for both civilian and defense purposes. So that sounds creepy. And that's, they claim, is from an actual harp website yeah like from like a one of the not from a secret you know dossier like that right. memorandum 195 but like at some point that was you know on the site for right. harp that was part of the mission statement and it has since been redacted or removed and if you click on the link that is no longer in the description all of the other like all of the lead up to that is in there yeah that we discussed at the opening of the show right but the part about it being used for surveillance and defense systems and uh, military and civilians is taken out. It's not on there. So that means either this site is lying and that that was never on there or that it was changed at some point. Yeah. And the article was originally published in 2010 on this site. The, the second sentence on the page it links to now says operation of the research facility was transferred from the United States Air Force to the University of Alaska Fairbanks on August 11th, 2015, allowing HARP to continue with exploration of ionospheric phenomenology via a land use cooperative research and development agreement. So who knows what it actually said back when the Air Force was controlling it. Because now it seems to have been moved to a, uh, right. a public institution. Except... Thank God for the Wayback Machine. I was able to find what this page looked like back when this article was written. And sure enough, it, for one thing, looks... A lot shittier. So much shittier. Yeah. and Not as sleek. This is the opening uh, sentence from Program Purpose, uh, the Program Purpose page. HARP is a scientific endeavor aimed at studying the properties and behavior of the ionosphere with particular emphasis on being able to understand and use it to enhance communications and surveillance systems for both civilian and defense purposes. So that at least implies to me that at one point we were at least looking into what we could use this for in terms of warfare and spying on people. Yeah, or, you know, blowing up satellites or disrupting people's ability to communicate, you know. And the fact that we built it, maybe it worked? Yeah, I mean... It we seems were like, running it for a long time before and, the Air Force gave it up. And they've changed this, so it's like, okay, well, maybe they fucking figured this stuff out, saw that it worked, and then we're like, all right, Alaskan uh, fucking college number six, you guys want to just try to see if you can make it 
more sunny or some shit. We're kind of yeah. done with it. We're going to make a big secret one up at the North Pole, you know. And <laughs> yeah. Have, have a Santa fucking uh, piano wire choked and <laughs> take his operation over. And when this was... Uh... Garroted, I think is the word I was looking for. <laughs> is that when you garrot somebody? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a conspiracy theorist, I should know this. And when this was... Originally, the Air Force was just going to shut this down. And then there was this big movement to save HARP. And like scientists were like, no, we can actually, even if you're not going to use it for mind control and causing earthquakes, we can use it for actual science. Yeah. And this big movement happened, and the Air Force agreed to transfer it to the University of Alaska. So clearly the Air Force was doing something with this yeah. that probably didn't just involve making sure pilots could fly safely. <laughs> Yeah. Like we figured out how to fly. Like yeah. we have all that down. But the the ionosphere does involve like like communication satellites and things use the ionosphere. Mm -hmm. So it is it probably is yeah. a fucking thing that we can use to jam communication systems and maybe fuck with the weather. But the government's never gonna say it. No. Why would they? And I mean, I don't know. This is the kind of thing that Having it on my side, I feel better than if someone else had it. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things that there, there's never going to be a way to to prove it. And I did I have a bunch of stuff about there's a, a Nick Begich interview that I watched, but god damn it, it's dense. Yeah. You don't you don't want to go was, into it that. It was a uh, it was a uh, a rough uh, viewing. Yeah. Let's uh before we get out of here, let's talk about an event that if you go online, you'll find Stories claiming that HARP caused the 2008 Sichuan earthquake, and uh, that was in China. And there's a pretty popular video out there. The blueprint for HARP, High Frequency Active Aurora oh, Research Program. See, that's Martin Sheen. Yeah. Oh. What does HARP do? <laughs> HARP. But these strings, where are these clouds and it would at? vibrate any strings that were present in the ground. And they had to actually put a harp in there so people would watch it. So there's all of these rainbow-looking clouds yeah, before in the earthquake. atmosphere before this earthquake. This video is called Harp Caused Earthquake in Sichuan, China? Mm -hmm. With a question mark? <laughs> and there's their evidence is that, see, look at these weird rainbow-colored clouds that appeared right before... This earthquake, that's clearly the government doing it. But those clouds are literally called earthquake lights, <laughs> and they have been showing up ahead of earthquakes, sometimes during earthquakes, for decades and decades now. That's weird, man. They are just... I, I hadn't heard about those before now. See, I hadn't either, and that's that's the thing. There's a lot there's of so this... There's so much smog there is in California. Every earthquake, you can't see the lights. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of this that feels like just people not understanding how insane weather can be sometimes and i guess i mean if shit is moving down at a tectonic level so close to the, the core which does create magnetism which does affect the ionosphere which would create lights like this it's like yeah some movement like that might be precipitated by some weird lights in the sky like that kind of makes sense yeah to me. yeah and the the things that can happen in the atmosphere like i for i've forgotten the name of it now but when i lived in sioux falls there's this weather phenomenon they're very rare but basically, it usually happens like in a one or two block radius, but the temperature will all of a sudden go from like in the 40s or 50s to the 90s in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. And just that small area gets like tornado force winds and then it's over and the temperature drops back down and everything is normal. It's like 
a tornado hits, but you don't see a tornado and the fucking temperature skyrockets. Yeah. And it's an actual thing. It happened in Sioux Falls. I forget what they're fucking called now, but one of them happened a few years ago. And sometimes the weather's just weird. Yeah. You know, not every anomaly you see in the sky is caused by our government satellites and antennas, which are clearly just for blocking communications and controlling <laughs> human minds. I mean, especially if, if there's reports of this earthquake light going back to far before we would have access to this kind of technology, that seems kind of damning. I mean, there would be something to be said for masking your, your work, uh, you know, by by creating something like this before you do a man-made space laser earthquake, you know, oh, it'd be sure. kinda like that'd be like, oh yeah, this shit's been happening forever. But I mean, if it uh, if it goes back that far, then it kind of seems like yeah, that was probably just a coincidence. Yeah, and there's one more video. I don't even know. Like I thought these things were supposed to happen before a tragedy, but these people just live in Columbus, Ohio, which <laughs> is a tragedy. But I don't think it's the kind of thing that Harp oh. uh, addresses. But the music underneath this is, if nothing else, fantastic. But this is a video it's called, called "I've Had This Moog for Forty Five Minutes." <laughs> the song. This video is called "Harp Evidence like Caught on Tape." This is the trees. And it's I knew it. Just a fucking See redneck my... driving her car and filming at the same time, <laughs> while trying to film this phenomenon that's happening in the sky, which okay, does look crazy. Yeah, baby. And now here comes the house music, of course, because this is a conspiracy video. Yeah. And yeah, it looks like a tornado coming out of a hole in the sky. It does, yeah. It's pretty strange. And this video, which is inexplicably three minutes long, so this thing better get cool as shit. Yeah, this better turn into a middle finger and fucking... <laughs> but the thing about this also... As crazy as it looks, that uh, those are called fall streak holes. And they are rare, but they're a phenomenon. It's also called a punch hole. And it's a thing where it looks like a hole is being punched in the sky. But it's just a natural weather phenomenon. Or we have a weather controlling satellite that the government is using to make Columbus, Ohio somehow worse yeah <laughs> which seems impossible you'd have to have a very advanced level of technology i guess we should cut back and see what's happening with this yep still kind of just like yep. a little little toothed of cloud coming out from a hole in the rest of the clouds and some top-notch filming yep some cheeto fingers in the shot so yeah that is also probably not evidence that harp is real i do kind of like that music though that got me in a nice yeah. Nice bouncy groove. It was pretty swinging. Yeah. That's probably what the video was intended to do, combined with what they're shooting into the ionosphere as we're recording this. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm sure they knew we were recording it. What with everything I mean, they, they, probably, they can probably hack into surveil. a Google Doc or a couple of Facebook messages. But I that, sure That's how we keep them on the toes so. is by rescheduling uh, record dates <laughs> yeah, so often. Exactly. Yeah. Through Facebook Messenger, which is somehow weirdly encrypted. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, Actually, that's kind how of Donald Trump Jr. talked to WikiLeaks. It's just so funny. <laughs> Nothing is more funny to me than Donald Trump Jr. official messages WikiLeaks official, and they're just like, ah, oh, just two guys talking. Like, on Facebook. There's no, you know, I, I want like an encryption key. I don't even know how that shit works. I won't have to copy and paste some big long strings of yeah. letters that don't make sense, you know? So that's harp. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, 
that guy they interviewed in that Canadian documentary. Just how guilty he looks. To me, he's is... doing a better job of convincing me than the guy trying to expose him. You know. Yeah, that that is the most damning thing to me is his reaction to those questions and him just just being... the shit eating grin he had. And the technical memo part where he's like <laughs> i don't know what that is i've never i'm not familiar with that number that's what he said 194 <laughs> yeah. and 196 i got those and he had such a grin when he said that oh yeah like that guy i think is the most damning part of this conspiracy oh definitely yeah you're like that fuck that guy's trying to control people's minds i think that and that wording change he wants to get everybody into the doobie brothers so he can <laughs> finally play his music in the car without fear of repercussion from his close family and friends I think that and the wording change on that website are the two things that yeah. make me think this was probably not everything the government said it was. Yeah. Like, not just a way to watch weather. But the thing is, I like. I feel I'm like if the government's right making that, yeah, you know, I, like I feel like if the government's making a new fabric, they're like, all right, it's lightweight and durable. And I'm sure there's one guy who's like. How much smallpox can we soak <laughs> into this if we're giving jumpsuits to, let's say, Africa? Like, I feel like there's always a dude that'll militarize anything yeah. if they're just like, yeah, this uh, this life straw just cleans water right up when you suck it through. It could be revolutionary to humanitarian aid. And so guys like, okay, hear me out. Could we put AIDS in it? Like, <laughs> you know, like I feel like, like they're all, there's always going to be a guy who's like, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, could disrupt, disrupt a nuclear bomb attacks. Or... <laughs> tornado machine <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is one of those conspiracies that if it's true i think i'm mostly all right with it yeah same unless i mean there are like hugo chavez unless says, we're, like making droughts just to m make it make bananas more expensive or some shit i'm like well yeah. that's that's one of the things people accuse this program of being is a way for the u.s to like like hugo chavez said we caused the earthquake in haiti yeah using harp so it's it's a thing where people accuse it of being a weather control machine, and I don't know. I mean, they also say it caused uh, Hurricane Katrina, which then that would be them using it on us. Yeah. So that's harp. Who knows? It's probably yeah. true. Probably, just based yeah. on that guy. Yeah. So this is, I think this is a free episode, right? Yeah, this is a free yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, don't forget, you can uh, get two bonus episodes of Conspiracy the Show if you subscribe on Patreon, two bonus episodes a month, not just like yeah, total. Yeah. Give us $5 forever. There's we'll give like you two extra it's episodes. It's got to be 15, 20 of them at least now that are oh, yeah, there's, to the Patreon. There's a reason the numbers skip when you uh, listen to these episodes for free. Yeah. And it goes episode 26 to 28. It's because there's a whole other world on Patreon. Yeah, those ones one got redacted. I've never heard of episode 25. <laughs> yeah. I, I, by the time this, I, I tweeted when we did the Man Manchurian Candidate episode. Uh, I sent a tweet out around midnight that went out to like overseas people, obviously, because that's when they're all up. Mm -hmm. And it basically said our president is a spy, but we can't talk about it publicly. Listen to this week's Conspiracy the Show on Patreon. <laughs> oh, that's some good advertising. Oh, man. yeah. All right. So what do you got to plug? Uh, that sound. I want to plug that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Advertising. Uh, going on a big tour with the Mean Boys guys. Keith Carey and Tom Goss are going all over the place in April. Cities we're hitting uh, Milwaukee, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Philly, D.C., and New York City. All those tickets are up right now at MeanBoysPodcast.com. And for myself, I'm going to be headlining the Ontario Improv here in Southern California March 20th and headlining the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas 
uh, in June. So go uh, check those out. It'll be very funny. It'll be a good time. I'll hang out with you. Don't you bark, puppy. Winter, I'm just trying to push my dates, all right? <laughs> oh, we could stay mad at you. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.